So in the book of John, chapter 5, follow with me for just a few moments. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said unto him, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Father, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation right now in Jesus' name. I want to ask you a question because I think if we read it in the King James, I'm reading it from the New King James, there was a question that Jesus asked this man who had been laying by this pool waiting for the stirring of the water. He said, will you be made whole? I want you to look at your neighbor and ask him, will you be made whole? Now that's a real serious question. And I want, you to, I want you to understand what that question is. You, you know, again, when Jesus, when we're being asked questions through the Word, Jesus isn't looking for information. He's wanting to know how we're going to respond. He's looking at our position on that thing. The word whole here simply means this. It means all of. It means entire. It means in an unbroken or damaged state. That which is complete, another definition is comprising the full quantity without a reduction of size or value or exemption. And then I put this in there because I think, it's, I think it declares it all. Wholeness is Jesus saying, all that I am. And I want you to look at this from this perspective tonight, from a prophetic uh, perspective of what's going on. I want you to notice something in this. First of all, there is, a, there is a pool of water. There is water that is there. No doubt this wasn't just an empty pool, but a, a, probably a moving stream of some sort. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, I don't think it would be a cistern because of the fact that the angel was going to come and stir or was going to touch the water that was there. I want you to see that around this pool, there came a time when God would move. When God would move and he would send an angel and stir the water. And whoever got in first, according to what the word said, whoever got in, no matter what their condition was, was going to be made well. There was a time. And I also want you to see that it didn't, that it didn't require 
just anybody. It said a certain man was there. So anybody could have gotten in the water at that time and would have been made well. So I, I want you to see something with me tonight through that because I believe Jesus is speaking something prophetically. There's a man there that's been laying in this condition for 38 years and he is waiting for the troubling of the water. May I tell you that there's a lot of people can get close to the move of God but never get in it. And we can come week after week after week into the house of God, into where Jesus is moving, where Jesus is moving, and never get our miracle. And when Jesus is asking us this question, I believe he's asking us the way it is. Will you be made whole? Do you want all that I am? Will you have everything that I have for you that I can offer you? Are you willing to embrace it and take hold of it? I believe we are there in that period of time. First of all, he said there was a certain time that that the water would be troubled. May I bring this in today now? I believe it's time. I believe God is saying, I am moving across the, pl across the planet. I am moving across the face of the earth. We are in the third great awakening. Revival is in the earth. Everything that you've heard now for weeks and for months is that God is moving. Healing is in the land. This is the time of signs, wonders, and miracles and great deliverance. And everything is beginning to happen in this time. I'm here to tell you it is. It's time right now. And the rivers, the water is being stirred. The river of God is flowing through this place. I believe it with all my heart. You should have been here last night. Because the more we connect, the more that river is stirred. We are no longer going to hand out water bottles in a, in a spiritual sense. But we're believing that the river of God is flowing through this place. And now is the time for us to get into the water. And it's not just one able to get in it. It's whosoever will get in into the water will be made whole. Look at your neighbor and say it's time. You that are watching me online tonight, I'm declaring to you it's time. And whether you're here at Christ Church or you're some other church, I believe it's time and I believe God is doing great and mighty things throughout the land. It's time. Look at somebody else and say it's time. Listen, I've had some of the craziest things happen in the last couple of days. It's crazy to me. It's God things. I told you a couple of weeks ago I was visiting a, uh, I was visiting a pastor in uh, Sykeston that I'd never been in his church. I've gone down and ate his barbecue but never been in his church. So I decided to go to his church and he had a visiting guest preacher in that I had no clue who it was. So as soon as he, as soon as he is, is uh, uh, preaching, he starts preaching. I bet he didn't get half a dozen words out. He stops and sees me. He said, hey, I want to tell you what God said. I'm going to do exactly what I said I would do. And then he shared a few other things about me being a connector and different things that would happen and just confirming a lot that I already know. Of course, you guys know this weekend our kids moved in. We had Alexis's mom and dad and brothers with us and they, they're, all of them have been at the house. And I guess it was Sunday evening. They all decided they wanted an Andy's. 
So just to hang out with them, I went to Andy's with them. I'm leaning up against the pole while they're eating their ice cream. And out of nowhere, a man comes up that I didn't know. I don't even know if I've ever seen him before. He evidently knew me. And he said, I got to tell you something. The Lord says that he's going to do exactly what he said he would do. And he said, you need to start thinking and you need to start preparing for the increase. And I'm not just talking. He said, you need to be thinking. Listen to this, Noel. He said, you need to be thinking how you're going to deal with with hundreds of new people coming in. I'm just telling you what the dude said. Now, we could take that and blow it off, but I, I believe God's doing something. Last night, we had uh, some folks here that I got to meet a couple of weeks ago. They're from the Baptist church, or it's a Baptocostal, but they're Baptist background because I'd already met with them and had a, had a you know, conversation with them. I invited them to come last night and share about their ministry with the rest of the churches. They got here a little bit after six. Nobody was here but me. Chad was here somewhere doing some stuff. And when she walked in that door, right there. I mean, it's like she took a deep breath and these are her words. She said, Jesus is in this place. I mean, those were her first words. It wasn't, hello, we're glad you're here. or We're glad we got to go. She said, I sense Jesus in this place. And she said, I don't feel that everywhere I go. So I don't know about you. You can take that for whatever. But I'm telling you, Jesus is in this room and he's visiting us and he's doing something marvelous and doing something great. And the question that he's going to ask every one of us, are we willing, do we want to be made whole? Do we want to come into that place? I don't mean, listen church, I don't mean this idea, well, I want this headache to go away. I'm talking about divine health. I'm talking about things that are broken, being mended in such a way you didn't even know it was broke. Hello, that we're not going to live the way that we've been living before. The water is being troubled. It's time for you and I to believe for greater than we have ever, ever believed for before. And the man, the man asked, uh, the, Jesus asked the man, will you be made whole? And he's been in this situation for 38 years. That's a long time. I don't think there's anything that's insignificant in the word that doesn't have significance. And I thought, Lord, why did you talk about that man's age? 38 years in that condition. And that 38 is a derivative of two numbers, the number 30 and the number 8. The number 30 was the moment that Jesus started his earthly ministry. And 8 is the number of new beginnings. So what Jesus was saying to him is, listen, you've been waiting for once in a while at a certain time that the angel would strike. But I'm telling you that it isn't going to be once in a while. But the time has come and it will be now perpetual that a new move of God is on the earth and a new day has risen. Jesus said, I come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. And a new day for this man, a new day for you is here for those that are willing to take hold of it. 
But the man said, I have nobody to put me in the water. I have nobody to put me in the water. And Jesus simply said this. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. I believe there's something that we've got to do in this hour. Remember it's time. The water's troubled. God's moving, no question. A new day is upon us. That, that I didn't even think about. That's what you spoke a couple. We've entered into that new day time. We've entered into it. And you and I cannot live by what we see. We had a brother here last night from Zimbabwe that will be with Pastor True tonight and the next couple of nights if you guys want to go down. And he was sharing, correct me if I get the story wrong, he was sharing about in his church years ago that a, a, a woman died, had died, and they had called him to pray for her, and God said he was going to raise her up. And evidently, that when she died, they had called the police, which is like the, our coroner going to check and make sure she's dead and pronounce her dead and all this. And so time is passing. He's got a small church and, and like 25 people. And they bring her, if I understood it right, brought her body to the church for them to pray and for them to see her raised from the dead. And he said he thought, God, what are we going to do? He'd never dealt with a you know, cold, dead body before. Didn't realize how cold that dead person got. And didn't realize how weighty that body was at that moment. And he said they had their service and everybody's weeping and crying. But he had to get all the doubt and the unbelief out of the house. And when he got the unbelief and the doubt out of the house, he prayed a simple prayer and God raised her up. God raised her from the dead. Now, she's had to be dead for several, several, several hours after this. 25 people. And the next week that he comes to church, he has over 250 people trying to get into that room where 25 were filling it up. Come on, somebody. We got to get our doubt and unbelief out of the way, get it out of the house, and dare to believe what God said in spite of what we see or what we feel. You and I have got to declare what the Lord is speaking. It's time. He said, I have nobody. But I believe Jesus is saying, rise up. Rise up. Take your bed. Get up out of your bed. And start walking. I believe there's a couple of things. First of all, you and I need to, to look at. For 38 years, this man, no doubt, has laid upon this bed. Church, you and I have got to get tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of laying in the bed of despair that we have rested in. You'll be surprised how many saints will go to church, but they have become comfortable. We've gotten comfortable in our brokenness. We've got comfortable in our despair. We've rested in our sickness. Matter of fact, it just gives us something good to talk about. Hello. I believe Jesus is saying you got to rise above that and you can't rest in that bed any longer. You're going to have to get up out of it. Quit making your excuse. I have nobody. I have this. Is, Jesus is doing this thing. I don't have anybody. I don't feel like it. Matter of fact, something I, I ended the verse a little bit quick. But then the word said after Jesus healed the man. Let me find it. 
that afterwards in verse 14, uh, I think that's where it is. Let me find it real quick. Is that where it is? Afterward, they found him in the temple and he said, See, you have, no, you, have, you have been made well. Sin no more. That's not where I wanted to go. Let me back up. Oh, here we go. And the man was made well. There it is, verse 10. The Jews therefore said to him, who, who was cured? It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said this to you? Take up your bed and walk. Look at verse 13. But he, but the one who was healed, did not know who it was. The one that was healed did not know who it was that healed him. Somebody just showed up and said it's time to walk. And he rose out. We've even got to get ourselves past the place that I don't have my act together. I, I don't know all of this stuff. And just be willing to take Jesus as his word and trust that he's the one that's going to do all the work. If I just had more faith, the only faith you need is to say, be unto me Lord Jesus are y'all okay we got to get out of our bed did you ever hear this say think you made your bed now sleep in it now sleep in it and a lot of us believe it or not have made a bed in our brokenness now I know I'm pushing this but it's true we've made our bed in our hurts our wounds our disappointments and we have just settled into it I learned something this past weekend with the, with, with the, well, through a situation, me and my Chad were chatting the other day about somebody. And I learned something about how spirits work. When you make a bed of something, of despair and of trouble and of sickness, the more you talk about that, you will gravitate more sickness to yourself. You will gravitate. That spirit knows where you are. He's familiar with everything about you. And the more that you talk about that and rest in that, and you let that be your conversation, you want to know why trouble comes to you? Because you're resting in it. You're resting in it. You've made a bed in it, and you're sleeping. You don't even realize it. That's what you do on a bed. You rest on it. You're trying to get over your pain. So that devil knows you're not going to get up. So the more that you talk about the bed that you're in, the more that those demons gravitate to where you are. But the moment you decide, I am not going to live here anymore. Well, pastor, how do I get up? You just somehow have got to say with your mouth, I am not going to stay in this bed I will get up and I will receive and I will act in what Jesus said see I believe it's very important of what is coming out of our mouth especially in this moment we've got to have a made up mind in this moment I'm all in no I'm not going to satisfy myself or anything but what Jesus said listen I need a touch in my body my feet have been giving me a a fit in the last couple of days or couple of weeks. 
And I believe in Jesus to touch me. I believe in Jesus to straighten out a foot. I believe in Jesus. I am not going to satisfy. I know there's times I just want to sit down. And when I get home sometimes, <coughs> she'll, <coughs> she'll tell you, I'm just, I got to get off of these, of these feet. But I believe that Jesus is my healer. And I'm going to keep confessing. And I'm going to keep declaring what Jesus said he had done for me. Come on, somebody. Listen, I I heard this word. If I can pull this verse. In the book of Isaiah 55, in verse 10, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, as the rain and the snow falls from the heavens, so that the earth, that it would water the earth, that it will bring forth in bud to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, I want you to hear that. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10, it says, And he makes all grace abound towards us, that we would have sufficiency in all things. And he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, most of the time when you hear all that, you'll hear everybody that's talking about money talking about seed. But may I tell you, the first seed released from your life is out of your mouth. It is a kingdom principle that man was to live by seed, by sowing. And the word of his mouth, he would frame his world with his words. So he gives seed to the sower. Everybody in this room is a sower, believe it or not. We were created to sow with our lips, with our mouth. What did Jesus say or Paul say in the book of Uh, I want to say it's in the book of Philippians. It says, with the fruit of our lips, let us give praise unto God with the fruit of our lips. So if there's fruit coming from your lips, there's a seed within you that's coming out of your mouth. Hello. So he giveth. It's a principle. (coughs) So we can create our world by declaring what Jesus said. But if I'm not going to speak what Jesus said, what am I speaking then? What am I speaking? If I'm not speaking the word, what am I speaking? I'm either speaking out of my flesh or I'm speaking the words of the enemy. I'm speaking the words of the devil. And both sides of it brings a harvest. Hello? you got to contend with the harvest. So you start speaking doubt. You start speaking unbelief. You start speaking how bad you're having it. Even when gas prices go up again today and we keep saying, oh, no, what are we going to do? There again, there comes the enemy because I have sown a seed that's bringing a harvest and the enemy is looking for my words to move on it. And he will see that I don't have enough. And he gives bread to the eater. Now think about this. If he gives seed to the sower, what's the bread that I eat? The harvest that I get from the seeds that I just planted. I hope you're hearing me. That's why the other day God spoke to me. It's been 12 years since that project. And I believe God quickened to me that I let fear pull me out of faith. Because I didn't know when I got that first bill, how are we going to pay this contractor? And we don't have enough money in it. It threw me into a place that we've got to figure it out. And maybe what I should have done was stand up and say, God, you got a problem. He needs a check. 
Hello? And the more you look at that, the more negative that you keep filling yourself with. You know what you're going to speak? You're going to speak all the negativity that you are filling your vessel with. You want to know what's in your heart? Listen to your conversation. Listen to it. You might not, we all probably be good for us to have a recorder just to hear ourselves for an hour. Not in here. We play games in here. I'm talking about out of here. When I'm with everybody else, when I'm alone and I'm looking at things, what am I going to do? How are we going to make it? Uh, Listen, I still think we need to shut some of our media off, get the stuff. We're hearing it all the time, everywhere you turn, and get our focus upon Jesus so that what I'm speaking is what I'm hearing Him doing. Let me tell you about the guys and in Malden, Missouri, as the Baptist Church, the Southern Baptists and the General Baptists and the Pentecostals are coming together and they're having church and they're seeing people saved and they're seeing people delivered. Let me tell you about those guys that are getting together and praying together. They're going to the high place of their city and they're casting down the, casting down the demonic activity, the witchcraft that has been spoken over the area. They sent me pictures the other day of these Baptist brothers laid out before God, even one of them praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you what God is doing. Uh, People being healed on a regular basis in meetings all over the country. Countless numbers coming to Jesus. It is happening. We don't hear it because our ears are put in the wrong place. Hello. I'm telling you God is moving. And so when you and I are there, he said, rise up and walk. Instead of saying, I don't have anybody, God, I just speak what you said. I think a lot of times we're praying and we're praying the wrong way. Here's how we pray. Well, God, if it's your will, you will take this away. Wrong way. Wrong way. It's not an issue of his will. Well, Lord, what is it your will for me to be well? Listen, you just got to come whether you and I understand it, see it. I'm putting that spot all the time with people. Don't know. I just have to declare, Jesus, you said, by your stripes we are healed. Well, what if they die? Well, nothing says we have to die with cancer. Nothing says we have to die with some of the stuff that's going on. But I can still believe, I believe it's God's will for us to prosper. Even if gas goes to $10 a gallon, I'm still expecting my tank to be filled supernaturally by the power of God. Why do you think I share testimonies like I did with Free Chapel the other day? Because if God can do it for him, he can do it for me. I bless my gas tank in the name of Jesus. Come on. You ought to do it. I don't need a hybrid. Bless it in the name of Jesus. You might be. We heard a testimony when we were in Quincy. One of the brothers up there with Brother Tony Kemp. His brother had run out of gas, and he's a long way from where, where he goes. And I mean, he's a real faith man. I can't think of the brother's name. He said him and his wife just prayed and got in agreement and they started driving the rest of the way of that trip with no gas in his tank. And then he had the audacity when he found a gas station to stop and fill up. He thought 
Duh, why did I do that? I could have made the whole trip. <laughs> I, I believe that. If he got them that far, he could have taken them the rest of the way. Me and, me and Charlie, I was reminded this week of Bishop Manjaro, Pastor Faithful Manjaro from Zimbabwe, talked about the time they're taking a trip and they, they, they come across a border of another country and they could say you could go the long way around or you could go through the shortcut, but it's a pretty rough way. They decided to take the shortcut and they got their car and ran into quicksand. And the, correct me, Charlie, and the car started sinking. And Bishop Majaro and the guys that were with him, he's a man of faith. They have these angelic encounters all the time. He told them to get at the corners of that car, somehow position themselves, and that car come up out of the quicksand and made its way across back on the, on the solid ground that they could make the rest of the trip. Wow. I'm telling you, God is moving. And he's waiting for somebody that will believe him, that will pick up their bed and say, I'm not going to live the way I've been living. We are in a brand new day. And notice this. he done it on the Sabbath day. You know what happened on the Sabbath day in creation, the seventh day? was a day of rest. Jesus, our, our creator, said this. He said, it's finished. I don't have to do any more creating. I've already put everything in motion. I believe that's why the Bible was emphatic to say that it was on the Sabbath day, that now it is complete in him. We don't need any other sacrifice. All we need to do is put our confidence and our faith in Jesus to believe him for the miraculous every Every day, every moment of our life, and for everybody that comes in. And notice something else, because y'all look like you're bored and ready to quit. John, if you don't get excited, nothing's going to happen. If you don't talk about it, you only get what you talk about. If you're not expecting, I love what Steve says, those who expect nothing receive nothing. Well, pastor, I don't believe in miracles. It's okay. You're not going to have to worry about doing anything. It'll just pass you by while everybody around you is living in the miraculous. I don't believe in healing. It's okay. Die sick. It's all right. It's up to whatever you choose. He said this. He said, whosoever got in the water. So now we got to eliminate. It's not for just Pastor Val and Sherry or Miss Diane. It's not just for a few that seem to have their act, our healing room people. He said, whosoever. It's for Alejandre. It's for Miss Sharon back there. It's for you back there. All the way in the back, John. It's for everybody in this room. And then he went on to say, whatever disease they had, they were healed. Do you know there's no limitation? There's no limitation for God. Why are you and I settling? Well, I just got to have, you know, I just need to live... You know, it's just high blood pressure that I take a pill for. Well, why live that way when you don't have to? Matter of fact, I see a lot of eyeglasses in here. We might as well believe him to make all of our eyes totally well. Come on, somebody. We might as well believe that if we can believe him for anything. We might as well believe him for whatever our needs are. Yes, sir, man. 
Yeah, amen, we believe that. Don't satisfy yourself. And the atmosphere is now. It's ready. I think we try to create something and God says it's here. God said, I'm moving. Well, the worship team just didn't do a good job tonight. Get that off of them. We've put too much pressure on those guys. We really have. I've done it. Instead of us just enjoying the worship, we put, you got to create this atmosphere. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is in this house. I don't know what else he's got to do to confirm it other than show up himself in a manner that you and I cannot deny. And I'm not putting that past that he won't do that. But he's here. And it's now. And he's moving. And it's time for you and I to shake off that bed of despair. I'm not going to lay there no more. I don't care what the doctor said. You mean you're going to quit going? No, I'm just going to believe Jesus. I'm not going to be foolish. And I'm not telling you to believe, be foolish. But instead of telling everybody how bad you are, why don't you tell them, you know what? I'm believing Jesus for a miracle in my life. That's why I'm telling you, when people, you're praying for people. Listen, out on the street or wherever you are, don't let them sit there for 10 minutes and tell you all of their symptoms. Because it's not doing them one thing good and they're zapping your faith. It's pulling your... Well, we had diarrhea for five weeks and all of this stuff. Or check. Come on. I hear people do all that stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why that came out. <laughs> but it's true. That's what they're really doing. You need to stop. You need sorry, stop right where you are. I don't need to hear. All I need you to do is believe. Matter of fact, I'm learning a few things. I've got a lot to learn. But sometimes you need, if you're praying for somebody, they're sitting there louder than you are praying. You need to just, hey, hold up for a minute. Let me pray. You just receive. Because that's one thing we don't know how to do. We don't, I'm talking to me. We don't know how just to receive what God just did. So we get into this thing. I've got to pray louder. I've got to pray stronger. Instead of just, hey, you just take a moment and receive. And let God do the work. Well, what if he doesn't manifest? Again, I love what Pastor or Prophet Tony Kemp said a few weeks ago in Ohio. He said, if God heals you or if God doesn't. He said, if you're healed or you're not healed, it's not my fault. He said, this is the Lord's doing. So we got to get ourselves out of the way and say this and just say, God, this is your doing. This is your everything. And I'm done. Everything that we've heard for weeks and months, not just here, but from the major prophets that most of you are following. It's talking about everything that I've just shared with you. From major salvations, from major healing, major deliverances, people being saved and healed and filled with the Holy Ghost, schools, children being filled, revivals breaking out everywhere. What else do we have to know to step into it to believe the Lord? But I'm here to tell you, He's moving. And it's time. The water is rolling. And it's time for you and I. To get into it with everything we got. Come on and stand with me. Father, I thank you. And I believe tonight, God, I've given to them to give to them what you've given to me to speak tonight. 
And I know and I declare that you are in this house even now. Even now, I want you right where you are. I want you for just a moment, I want you to focus on you. If there's an area that you have made a bed in, I don't care what it is. May it have been something years ago. It might be in your sickness. It might be in your pain. It might be in your heartache. How do you know I've made a bed in? Because it's a thing you talk about all the time. So I want you right now, if you know you have, you're going to have to come to a point to repent for that and say, God, tonight I am going to pick up my bed and I'm going to walk. I am not going to lay and waller on this mattress anymore. In the name of Jesus, Father, I repent even for this church of any place that we have laid down in and we've, we have become pitiful and we've become sorry in ourselves and we've embraced a false identity and we embrace the life that you God never planned for us but tonight God in the number in the name of Jesus I declare wholeness over this house and over this people in the name of Jesus I declare that all are entire all are not broken there is no damage no brokenness no damage father that we are complete 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 in you and father we are walking in you the I am all that you are we are embracing tonight we are making it our life we are living this thing out God that all may see and know that you are God tonight Oh, Sharamon de Bekea. We put our bed on a heap tonight and we're striking the fire of God to it that we cannot return to it in the name of Jesus. Father, those words that have come out of our mouth where we have creeped, we have put a harvest of negativity, a harvest that the enemy has filled our mouth with. Tonight, we repent of it in the name of Jesus. We renounce those words and we revoke it in the name of Jesus. We break the back of those words and declare that they will not take root. And as you spoke to the fig tree, I say to you, have no life from this moment forth. In the name of Jesus, Dry up to the very root that even a sprout cannot come back up. Of negativity, of defeat in the name of Jesus. I declare it right now. I'm not packing this mattress around. I'm getting that weight off. I'm getting that weight off. Matter of fact, that mattress is your weight. You've been carrying that thing around. Get rid of it now. If you need, just as a prophetic act, if you know God's revealing something, just throw that thing off. Just throw it off. I am not going back to that nasty smelling, bug-infested mattress anymore. I'm not going back to it in Jesus' name. I declare that in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that the river of God is flowing in this house. God, in this river there's healing. In this river is salvation. In this river is deliverance. I decree that tonight. There is every good and perfect gift of God that is flowing in this river tonight. It is here for those that will get in and those that receive it, Lord. 
God, I decree and declare tonight that when they come into this place, it's going to be God, those that come out of the world, those that come out of the nastiness of life are going to be like they have taken a fresh shower. God put on fresh, clean clothes. God, they have put on fresh cologne or perfume. They have fixed themselves up that when they leave here, it's going to be so visible that they have encountered you, the living God. I decree that over this house in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lives are being changed in this house. Lives are being ch- Life is being changed in this house. God, I decree over your people, their finances. They're not going to live in worry. They're not going to live. How are we going to make it? But we're going to see the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of lack, the shadow of not enough, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me you anoint my head with oil you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemy and surely God goodness and mercy are following me overtaking me and this people all the days of my life I'm going to dwell in your presence every day not just in this building But every day in my home, in my home, in my automobile, God, wherever I'm at, I'm going to dwell in your presence. God, when people come into my presence, they're going to come into you, God. They're going to be changed and transformed. They're going to be like Laban said to Jacob, you can't leave because I'm blessed because you're here. I declare that over your people tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Come on, give me my money. I declare that over this house. I declare this isn't just another building set on a corner, but a place where the presence and the glory of God is seen and manifested. A heaven is open above us. The angels are ascending and descending in this place in Jesus' name. It's here. I believe it. Come on, church, just for a few moments. I know you had a hard day. But for a moment, receive of Jesus. Receive of Jesus right now. Oh, God, we believe. We believe tonight. We believe it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by the Spirit of the living God. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the anointed of the Holy One. You are His sons and daughters. You are tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, I bless you to walk in the fullness of Him. Nothing missing, nothing broken. 
I bless you to walk like you've never walked before in the glory of God that you'll walk and be like Moses when he come off the mountain that the glory of God is resting upon you so much that those that are around you they will sh- they'll see the glory resting upon you I bless you to walk in the fullness of God the abundance of God I bless you to walk where supernatural blessing is appearing it's coming to you in ways you've never dreamed it's coming God has it he's got more than enough I bless you that you will not be in lack you will not be in want in any good thing you will be strong you'll be healthy you'll be whole I declare that over you tonight as you walk from this place